Hey, all you nostalgic freshman grunts. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, RadioMeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at Here We Go Pod. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. And Kendra, I just want to take a minute to pour one out for Radio 64. I know. One of, one of the podcasts from the Radio Meanwhile uh, network that just recently aired its swan song finale. Uh, this was a video game music remix podcast. Not something that I would normally listen to, but I did as a faithful listener to Radio Meanwhile podcast, and I ended up really liking it. It became yeah. like the, the thing that I listen to when I'm reading and stuff. And yeah, so I heard a lot a, of things. It's a great, uh, a great show for just like some good, good music. Yeah, it really is. And there's while there's not going to be new episodes in that feed, they're all on YouTube, so you can go and listen to them all. So if you never listened to Radio 64, go to RadioMeanwhile.com and listen to some of the back episodes. But hats off to Eric Mickles on that podcast, and so long to Radio 64. This week on 902 and Here We Go, we're covering episode 4.3, The Little Fish. All right, let's crack open a new paper, shall we, Oh, Nick? I think we shall. Let's crack open The Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards and professional ethics. The weak need not apply. This episode yep. originally aired on September 22nd, 1993. On September 7th, M. Joycelyn Elders became the first black person and the first woman to be appointed United States Surgeon General. Wow. That's that's impressive. Nick, tell us mm -hmm. uh, for you know for the people who might not know what the Surgeon General does. What does the Surgeon General do? <laughs> I'm flattered that you think I just have that information at my fingertips, uh, but I I couldn't really give you a job description for the United States Surgeon General. Interesting. I know I've that been, they. I've been put... coming to you for all my political questions. So well, yes. <laughs> you've been explaining can... many things to me over the past week. All right, hold on. I can figure it out. Figure it out. Are you ready? Yes. According to, and, and you know this is accurate because it's coming from a Wikipedia, <laughs> but the Surgeon General of the United States is the operational head of the U.S. Public Health Services Commission Corps and thus leading spokesperson on matters of public health in the federal government of the United States. The Surgeon General's office and staff are known as the Office of the Sur Surgeon General, which is housed within the Office of Assistant Secretary for Health. What do you have to say about that? I... I would have guessed that it was a medical thing because surgeon okay. is in the title. So, all right. Well, was, the current, right the, you definitely were the current surgeon general as at our time of recording is Vice Admiral Jerome Adams. Ooh, Vice Admiral. Vice Admiral Jerome Adams all since right. uh, since 2017. All right. Okay. Um, movie wise, on September 24th, we got dazed and confused. I've never seen this movie. You know but, what, Kendra? It's like I've a never classic, seen it. Either. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Is it like a cult classic? Mm hmm. Uh, yeah, I've never seen it. Uh, TV wise, we got a couple new shows. September 19th, we got Rocco's Modern Life. I was never into this show. I was never really into it either. I always My wife loved Rocco it. Rocco was really cute, and I liked his accent, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, but, sure. But I never really watched it. Yeah. Uh, September 21st, NYPD Blue premiered. This show's still going, right? No, it's not still going, but it was a it was a really long-lasting show. It had several major cast changes, like, in the top. This is a show that I never got into either, weirdly enough. It seems like I would have, but Are I didn't. Are you into police procedurals? Uh... Not necessarily. In college, I went through like my whole floor. We were all very dedicated watchers of CSI. So that oh. was a that was a and Law and Order. I mean, I always loved uh, yeah. Law and I'm order, more of a Law and you know. Order yeah. fan. I like yeah, Law and order. but I guess I feel like NYPD Blue is to cop shows as ER is to medical shows, and mm. and they share some casts similar. So it seems like at some point I would have picked up NYPD yes. Blue. Now, but, no. saying it like that, yes, that does make sense. I I started watching Criminal Minds a while ago. Um, oh. I need to get back to it. That's a little dark. That's a little darker it than is, I like. It is dark. That's why yeah. I stopped for a while because yeah. I yeah. was like, I don't need this right now. You and Mandy Patinkin both <laughs> couldn't handle it. And on September 24th, Boy Meets World premiered. Oh, sure. Sure, sure. One of my favorite shows of all yeah. time. It's yeah. so good. I re I rewatched it during quarantine, I think. 
And uh, is it? What are your feelings on the later years? I feel like once Corey and Topanga are married, that's kind of a that's kind of a rough watch. I I don't think so. Okay. I felt like it, it just takes, got super serious. It takes forever for them to get married. And there's a, a lot of serious stuff yeah. before they get married. Right. Um, so, because they get to college before they get married? I, they get married really young. I don't know. I, I'm not an aficionado like you, they, so I don't know. They get to college and then she, then she finds, yes, then she finds out that her parents are getting divorced and then she decides that she's maybe doesn't want to get married hold on kendra the uh the presidency was just called shut up break in shut up you have to break in breaking down election 2020 live updates joseph r biden jr has won the presidency what What happened what happened was it pennsylvania have you seen any breaking news and i was like no and then i just looked at the news and there it was oh my god i haven't even read it Joseph I just Biden updated this. As the 46th president comes after four polarizing years, I think they're just calling it. Are you still recording, Kendra? Because I, I feel like we should. I, I feel like we should leave this in. I think we should leave it in. Oh I do. I he am. I am recording. Gosh. Oh my gosh. So how did he do it? It looks like Pennsylvania. I was gonna like say they were waiting for more votes in Pennsylvania when we started recording. So. O M G. Okay. Two seventy. Yeah, he got he got Pennsylvania. Yay. Oh my goodness. Yay. Wow, that was a special guest star, Hillary Gunning from previously on X Men. <laughs> Hi, Hillary. Thank you for breaking in. I could see you in the reflection of that picture, just like dancing. <laughs> and I was like, "What's happening?" Oh my gosh. You know that even makes sense because we're still under the news section of of the condor. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think we're fine. It, it all applies. Woo! How do we keep okay. going from that? Vic? I think we just do. Yeah, let's let's <laughs> all roll. All right. It. Okay. Uh okay, so the last bit of news I had was for uh the Emmys. The Emmys. Yes, so the <laughs> the Emmys uh happened on September 19th. Uh nothing from 90210 was nominated. Uh, that I saw. Um, No, I don't think so. It does pick up some noms later on, I'm pretty sure. Outstanding Comedy went to Seinfeld. Outstanding Drama went to Picket Fences, which I had never... Do you know this show? I do. I never watched it. It was... I always... It always looked scary to me. It looked like kind of a spooky show. I don't know if that's true, but that was my childhood impression of it. Um, Well, I have the... uh, synopsis here oh, it's an yes, aging please. an aging sheriff tries to keep the peace in rome wisconsin a small town plagued by bizarre and violent crimes oh yeah okay well bizarre and violent i've that never heard of it but it does sound right up my alley so um lead actor in a comedy went to ted danson for cheers were we not just talking about cheers last we were. week we were yes so here you go you gotta watch it here we go um Lead actress in a comedy went to Roseanne for okay. Roseanne. Actor sure. in a drama went to Tom Skerritt for Picket Fences. I don't Tom even Skerritt. know who that is. Yeah. And actress Kathy Baker also for Picket Fences. I feel like both Tom Skerritt and Kathy Baker, if you saw a picture of, you'd be like, okay. All right. I'll have to look you it know. up. Yeah. Did you ever watch that show, uh, Brothers and Sisters? The one with uh, Sally Field and Rob Lowe, Calista Flockhart? No, Tom but Skerritt. I've heard of okay. it. Tom Skerritt was like the patriarch on that show. Gotcha. Kathy Baker is in a lot of the Jesse Stone movies. Kathy Baker appeared in a Jesse Stone movie with none other than one Luke Perry. So how about that for a 90210 connection? Oh, well. Yeah. All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. I will. Kendra, from 2004 to 2005, Shannon Doherty recurred as Alexandra Hudson on the soapy Fox drama North Shore. Let me tell you a little bit about the soapy Fox drama North Shore, Kendra, in case this is not a show you watched when you were 10 years old. Intrigue (laughs) abounds at the Grand Waimei Hotel, an exclusive Hawaiian escape for the wealthy, powerful, and beautiful. They allow beauty there as well. Hawaiian-born Jason Matthews runs the hotel as the assistant manager and makes sure every guest gets everything they need. Hint, hint. But when former flame Nicole Booth arrives as the hotel's new director of guest relations, Jason's world is turned upside down. Wow. Sounds intriguing. Check out this one season Fox show with uh, many appearances from Shannon Doherty. All right. 
Shall we get into the episode? Yes. <clears throat> All right. Our synopsis for the one, the little, wait, what is it? I thought it was just the little fish. Oh, yeah. It is the little fish. The little one fish. And little fish. Our synopsis for the little fish. The gang starts their first day at California University. Most of the gang, anyway. An impatient Dylan and recently returned Brenda have no interest in college and spend the day on a flirty fishing trip. Meanwhile, Donna and David try to keep their radio careers alive. Andrea checks out the Condor newspaper and Brandon is targeted for a new life in politics. Also, Steve cheats again. Good way to start the... Uh, the uh, new year, yeah. new yes. new place, yes, with old habits. Yes, Andrea's patronized by a by a newspaper man. And I know. Steve yeah. cheats. Yeah, <laughs> so great. The guy uh, ignores Perfect. Andrea and goes for Brandon. <laughs> exactly. It's an old story. All right, let's take a look at who's living in Beverly Hills this week. We have director Gilbert Shilton and writer Larry Mullen. This episode is the last episode included in an American novelization. This was novelized in the book College Bound by friend of the show Mel Gilden. If you didn't listen to the Mel Gilden interview, go back into the uh, 902 and Here We Go archives and take a listen to that. I also interviewed him separately over on the All the Book Show for the David A. Hobb Public Library, and we talked a little bit more about uh, his Star Trek writing and his original works. But uh, Mel Gilden has been a fun resource for the show so uh check out the novelizations listen to the episode we have a lot of new recurring players kendra and you made me realize a flaw in the way that i usually tell you about these recurring players so i'm just going to tell you that they are recurring and i'm not going to tell you for how many episodes dun, dun, dun. so you can't do any little guessing Man. You can't be any... well jill's only here for two weeks so i know <laughs> you're none on of this you're on to none me of, none of this encyclopedia brown crap kendra <laughs> Here are our new recurring players. We have Michael Peretta as Dan Rubin. Uh, he has a lot of Robin Hood connections. He played Will Scarlet O'Hara in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Then, after his run on 90210, he was the title character in the series The New Adventures of Robin Hood. If you watched the episode, heard his voice, and couldn't place it, you might recognize him as the voice of Alan Wake. Popular video game series Alan Wake and Quantum Break features uh, Matthew Peretta here as Alan Wake himself. Really? Yes. Eric has played that video game. I watched it. I've played Quantum Break. I haven't played Alan Wake. It's creepy. A little creepy. Yeah. Yeah. It's an eerie vibe. Definitely. We have Joshua Beckett as Josh Richland, best known for his role as Marshall Brightman in the series The Marshall Chronicles. Our next new recurring character, Zachary Throne, plays the role of Howard. He also appeared in The Marshall Chronicles with Joshua Beckett randomly. Best known for his role as Lenny Wachowski in The Heights and many, many voice work uh, credits, including Avatar The Last Airbender, SpongeBob, and one of my absolute favorites, The Batman. The Batman. Finally, for new recurring characters, we have Paul Collins as John Bardwell. He appeared in uh, guest spots in shows like Murphy Brown, Golden Girls, Quantum Leap, and ER. He's best known for the role of Alexander Nelson on the long-running TV series Jag! <laughs> Uh, in a one-off appearance, we have Patrick Fabian as Charlie Dixon. I have not forgiven Patrick Fabian for his Saved by the Bell, the college years role of Professor Maya Jeremiah Lasky, a.k.a. the one who broke up Zach and Kelly. Oh, my goodness. So just beat it, Patrick Fabian. <laughs> He's only in this one episode, but he does show up again in the franchise playing the role of Lowell on Melrose Place. Uh, he has many, many credits. Uh, over over the course of the last several decades, uh, you might remember him as uh, the person that Lynette dated on Desperate Housewives while she and Tom were separated. And he's best known probably for the role of Howard Hamlin on Better Call Saul. Wait a minute. Say what you just said again about Desperate Housewives. When Tom and Lynette are separated. And... Tom and Lynette are separated. Yes. Okay. Yes. And Lynette dates that guy. And I don't really remember it, that. It seems like they're going to go all the way, but she she doesn't want to. I vaguely remember that. Man, I need well, to watch that show. That was Patrick Fabian. All right. Cool. Let's Shall we get into the episode? College years, baby. Here we go. And we have a cold open, which we've I noted never that had as well. before. No, no, we have. We have very few, but we've had at least one. Okay. 
Um, so we start with this cold open where Brenda, like, we only see her feet. She comes in the house. She drops her suitcases. She goes up to her room and sees that Brandon has taken over her room. Yes. Taken all yeah. her stuff out. Made it like a lounge, basically. Look, it, it's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie to you. You got you, you got <laughs> a fold-up futon. You got a mini pool table. I mean, that looks like a good place. That looks like a place to be. It does, yeah. Kendra, have you ever played bumper pool? No. I like bumper pool. My dad used to have a bumper pool table. Like we had it out in the back room and it's octagon shaped with little bumpers, you know, mm-hmm. and you sort of, it's, it's fun. Hmm. It's fun. Sounds anyway, good. that's all. So she goes to wake Brandon up and he's just, he's very confused because mm-hmm. she's like, what did you do to write my room? And he's like, wait yeah. a minute. <laughs> Why are he you has, here? <laughs> he has a classic like double take where he's like, Oh, Hey Brent. What? Yeah. Uh, so then Jim and Cindy come in because they hear Brandon and they see Brenda and they're like, what are you doing, Brenda? And she's like, I dropped out. And then we have the yeah. intro. Yeah. All right. California University freshman registration looks like the worst. It looks like chaos ever. Can I tell you, I when things like this happen, I still have this, I have this new like COVID instinct in my brain where every time I see groups of people, I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I so, do like, that too. Do you? Yeah. Yes. I definitely when I'm do watching that. TV, I'm like, wait a minute, you can't be that close to that person. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how quickly that changes. I do want to say, because this is like, we haven't had this many establishing shots. I feel like since the pilot, you know, they're very much like, look at it from this angle. Look at it from this angle. Look at it from this angle. <laughs> now, how about this angle? Yeah. Have we tried this? <laughs> but what the point is, many times throughout this episode, I noticed establishing shots of like the beach house and just different things that are so ingrained in my mind. This is the I point like of the we show. Got a new uh, establishing shot of Dylan's house. We did. Outside. I don't think we we've did. seen we that saw, No, we've seen like the front door. This was like a higher from the back. Mm-hmm. But... At this point, so watching this, what are we in? Are we still in 93? Are we in 94? Where are we? We're in 93. Okay. So I'm like, you know, 10 going on 11 at this point. And I feel like from this point on, the show is much more like fresh in my mind from those original days. So it's triggering a lot of like childhood memories. So like seeing that beach house shot, seeing like the different college shots really brought back a lot of fun memories for that. So I, I liked, I like seeing this stuff again. Nice. So every it's just like you get in line and then you have to like all register for your classes like at this table outside. Yeah. It's very chaotic. Um, so everyone is in line waiting and Andrea doesn't get the classes she wants. David yeah. doesn't get the classes he wants because they're freshmen and there's no room yeah. in these right. classes. Steve uh, didn't know that he would have to take a math placement test. Mm-hmm. And he has to pick an alternate geology course. So he, he asks if they have rocks for jocks. I, <laughs> that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. I You know, I got to say, I'm still a little confused about how, like, TV college works. Because I always feel like your freshman year, aren't you just taking prerequisites? You're, yeah, you're pretty you know much what I mean? taking, like, the classes you have to take. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're really not you're really not like locked into a major at that point. Like it's, it would be unusual, I think, to be like taking these upper level classes you your first take, semester. Like, the classes that yeah. everybody has to take. Yeah. Yeah. Like, your intro classes. Right. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. it's like 90% intro and then you get like one fun one basically yeah. <laughs> at yeah. this point. But yeah, everybody is disappointed with the, with the luck of the draw, yeah. especially Dylan who ain't, ain't got time. No, he ain't got time for that. Brandon decides he's not going to go out for the newspaper, much to Andrea's chagrin. Um, and no. he apparently is like, I have nowhere to live now because he doesn't want to live in the house if Brenda is also living there. I don't know I why think, that should right. make such a big difference. Two things. One, I think Brandon not wanting to be on the newspaper is actually really solid character work. I mm-hmm. think that like trajectory-wise, yeah. it does. It does. And I think it was smart of them to do that. As far as Brenda, I think that he was okay living at home if he could kind of have his own little apartment. I think with Brenda being back, he's just once again sort of mashed back into his childhood bedroom, which he... Apartment in your parents' house. So what are you going to... You're going to bring like a party back to your... I think it's just like, 
he basically has uh, you know, a, a better better than a studio apartment at this point. I think it's just the fact that he can spread out and feel like he has his own space and is not just like in his childhood bedroom. So I get it. I do get it. Yeah, I think it's whatever. I get it. Yeah. I get that he would be disappointed. I don't get why he's like, I need, I have to move out. But okay. yeah. Um, but Andrea decides that she is going to go to the paper because they're talking about audition, auditions or whatever for yeah. the paper. David wants to go to the radio station. Donna is like, uh, about it and wants to call Brenda, who they've found out that she's home now. Uh, but David talks her out of doing that. Yes. Dylan is, he's done. He's not waiting yeah. in line. He's not doing this. His soul is being crushed in that line. Mm-hmm. He's got to leave. Kelly tries to talk him out of that, but he's just like, nope, I'm done. Uh, yeah, so let's then, put it. Let's put a pin in that conversation when we get to the bigger scene because I have some feelings about this Kelly Dillon college situation. Yeah. Kelly then calls Brenda, uh, but Brenda can't really talk at the moment. This episode is brought to you by the midriff. Yeah, midriffs when you don't have time for a full shirt. <laughs> a lot. There's a lot of midriff. Uh, so at the Walsh house, Cindy and Jim are just trying to like get anything out of Brenda. She's being yeah. very coy. She's not telling them really, really why. She just I, says you know, that she didn't like it. She has this one line where she's like, I was thinking of you. If I would have waited another day, you only would have gotten a 75% refund. This way you got a 90% refund. I feel like while that is a good point, she should pay that money back. Yeah. It's, don't you think that's a chunk of change not, it is a chunk 10, of change 10%, yes yeah i don't i thought the attitude of her being like so i only wasted like ten thousand of your dollars you know i'm like very, okay she's acting all very right. cavalier about all right it. um i don't Especially know she's since, acting like it's fine yeah. like i'm back yeah. whatever yeah, yeah and you, you it's know. a big deal yeah, so you gave up a promotion that doubled your salary and then, like, squandered the 10% of a college tuition. But uh, Brenda's back, baby. It's frustrating. So she's decided that she's not going to go to CU. She's just – she doesn't think that she's meant for college. Yeah. She's like, this was proof. This is not for me. So Jim and Cindy are not for this, obviously. Kendra, what, what do you think about college? Do you think college is like everyone needs to go to college? I think that college is a good – experience because it's like your first like on your own time that is still kind of yeah sheltered yeah Um, so i think and i mean it's just like it's just a good time with like you make new friends you have lots of experiences yeah do i think i mean i think some people they know what they want to do and they need to just go to school for what they want to do. Exactly. Like a trade school or something. So no, I don't think everyone has to go to college, but I do think that some sort of collegiate higher, higher learning experience is good. I'm just thinking, I'm just, I guess I'm just thinking about both Brenda and Dylan. I feel like for Brenda, you know, a lot of, I feel like what is most valuable about, even even like junior high and high school or the social elements, like getting getting to know how to deal with people. And I think college is an extension of that. So like on top of what you learn from classes, what you learn about being a person, I think is super crucial. I feel like for Brenda to just like be living in her childhood bedroom and going to see you with all her friends. I don't know if like that that will like cause the growth that I feel like she needs. And with Dylan, she does like, still need some growth. She does, but I feel like going away would have definitely been worth oh, it. But yes. like, you know, and I feel like as far as Dylan goes, like maybe he, maybe he doesn't need to rush. I don't know. I think college is important and good, but I just sort of wonder sometimes, like, uh, if if it is the right choice for like all of the individual characters. We'll get into it. We'll see. Yeah. So okay, so then everyone is taking the math placement test, which I find interesting. What do you don't don't they just look at your high school classes and grades? Why do you need a math placement test? I'm pretty sure that I did take a math placement test. Hmm. I, I think so. I didn't have to take any math classes. So. Oh my, none. Oh, that's right, because you're a music. You were music. I was right? a music major, and so I. There's took so a, much. I took a science May term for two weeks, ah, and that's covered by math credit. Yes. Yep. Um, anyway, all right. All right. So everyone's taking the test. And of course, Steve is cheating by looking over the shoulder of the guy in front of him. 
And Brandon's like, this isn't graded. It's a placement test. It's like, you need to do what you can do. (laughs) Look, again, with Brandon in the newspaper, as frustrating as it is for Steve to like start college by cheating, totally on brand. Yep. Totally on brand. And, and I think Corbin would approve yep. as, uh, as Steve being his favorite character. I, <laughs> yes. think he, I think he would be okay with this. Yep. You know, I was just talking to him on the, the phone the other day and he was like, I yeah. figured it out. Steve is a, is a man's man. And he also feels like Corbin feels like he is also a man's man. And so that's why mm-hmm. he identified I'm, with him. I'm going to have to disagree with that. Mm. I don't think, I mean, I guess when I hear like a man's man, you think it, you no, think of somebody like, who's like splitting logs. No, that's you know not what, what I mean? that's not what he means. Building he a means cabin. like he means like he's a he's a he's a guy who's a bro. F- yes, he for the he's guys. A bro's bro. Yeah, he's a, bro's a bro among bro. bros. Yes. He's a bro among bros. I yeah. think we can agree. I think we can okay. agree on that. Yes, I wouldn't want Steve to come and like fix the plumbing in my no, house. No, wouldn't call him. I wouldn't for want that. that. No. Oh, Nick. Yes, Kendra. I forgot to say this earlier, but I started watching Darren Starr's newest show on Netflix, Emily in Paris. I, my wife and I watched the first episode of that as well. Did you like it? We weren't particularly into it. I'm no? finding it to be okay. It I'm like seems four like, episodes in. It seems like the response on Twitter is more like people are having fun hate watching it than, than anything else. It's just, it's just fine. Yeah, okay. It's just fine. Well, I, I, and I wanted to full... mention that on this podcast we do. About I think you should. Show. And, and I expect a full report yes. when you finish. When the I season. finish it, I'll let you know what I okay. think. Okay. That can be, you can, you can take over the beyond the zip code for that week. Talk a little but bit about it. It's also interesting Paris. that it's in Paris. Yes. So I think Darren Starr maybe is just really into He's got Paris. a Paris thing. Yeah. Sure. 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 Yeah. Okay. That's why we keep seeing it. All right. All right. At the Condor, uh, the guy who's in charge, what's his name? His name is Josh, but I have to cover the thing that Steve said to Brandon because oh, I've been okay. complaining about Brandon's haircut for weeks. And when they get out of that math placement class, they have a little like fight. And Steve refers to his hockey puck haircut and calls him a human Bart Simpson, which uh, <laughs> How I, did was, I miss that. I was very much on board for because both of those things are true. <laughs> anyway, but yes, Josh, Josh, Rich, Josh Richland, I want to say Richland. That sounds right. Uh, so oh. he's giving the freshman the spiel. He says he's been told he has a low threshold for stupidity and that all he <laughs> <Me> sees too. <laughs> and all he sees them as is freshmen. Um, yeah. So they each are given a different writing assignment and they have to write about it and then turn it in by the five o'clock the next day. Uh, and one of the kids asks, uh, oh, but I have a placement. What if I have a placement test tomorrow and I can't turn it in or something? And he's like, what if a giant cow fell on your flat head? <laughs> and I was like, I like this guy. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> I yeah. like him a lot. Yeah. Um, Andrea, we don't know what her topic is, but she tells Josh that she feels like it's a conflict of interest. And he's like, just yeah. write it. We just want to see how you write. Yeah. But we don't know what her topic is. No, which I thought was kind of a weird. Anyway, maybe we'll yeah. maybe we'll find out. Yeah. I just want to circle back to something. Did Dylan ever finish the autobiographical novel he was writing no. about his and father? And he says that kind of later that he, he didn't does. do any writing. When okay. He was traveling, yep. All so. right. Okay. okay. There's just a so, lot of plot devoted to that, but okay. Uh, so post test, they're just like walking around. This might be where he yeah. says the Bart Simpson thing. Oh, but, maybe this is the hockey puck thing. Uh, he's also really wanting Brandon to come to this fraternity with him to check yeah. it out because he's wanting to pledge. It's the keg sure fraternity because the letters yeah. are K-E-G. That um, seems like a problem. Yeah, it does. Um, Brandon is not into it though. Then we yeah. see David and Donna. They go to the radio station and they're very excited and nervous and they see this guy in the hallway and they like give him this like really goofy pitch. Classic. Uh, and then the guy just like stares at them and then he starts, is he, is he Russian? I was going off of, the, he's, he's, he is Russian. I was going off Russian, of the yeah. music I heard, which yeah. sounded Russian. And I was like, oh, but he was speaking in Russian as trying to ask like where something was. So they were not the financial talking, aid office. Yeah, They were yeah. not talking to the right person. Yep. Uh, at the beach house, Kelly and Brenda are back on the phone, and Kelly says that she can't hang out because she's going over to Dylan's, so thus letting Brenda know that they are still together, because remember, Donna yes. had told yes. her that Bre- they were broken up. Right. Um, 
And then Donna and David walk up and they have a chance to audition. They're going to, they have to bring him a tape of their stuff by right. the, by the next yeah. day. Uh, so they're very excited about that. Uh, then Donna talks to Brenda and reminds her not to tell her mom that David lives there. And also, right. and then Brenda's like, I thought they were broken up. And she's like, yeah, sorry. I was incorrect about that. And she's like, yep. wait, you didn't yep. come back here for Dylan, did you? And she's like, no. And I believe her. I did too, actually. I yes, thought I that was very sincere. Mm-hmm. At Dylan's house, Kelly and Dylan are arguing about college. And he's yes. like, maybe I'll travel. And she's like, I'm staying, like, she feels very established. She got the classes yeah. she wanted. She's in a beach house with her friends. She doesn't want to go traveling. And uh, so they argue about that. And she's like, this yeah. is Europe all over again. And she walks out. Yeah. This to me, this this is what I said, let's put a pin in on, because this conversation to me felt very much like the conversations that he and Brenda used to have that were so when he and Kelly got together, it was just so different because it was all like, Brenda was like, you have to take the SATs. You have to go to college, you know? And Kelly was just sort of more like easy breezy about it. So I guess I find it a little hard to believe that she is so militant about the fact that he has to go I, to college. I guess I kind of saw it as she just, she wants him there. I think yeah. she, she wants him with her at college. And so I think she sees him slipping away. And so she's yeah. trying to, to, make him stay which i that makes which, sense which i think goes with her character i agree i guess i just felt like the tone of it it seemed familiar to me and not in a super pleasant way also i mean i i feel like this is the third time i'm making this exact same point but i gotta give props to the writing here because dylan has been on this trajectory where he was gonna go to berkeley and like he was just gonna be a serious student and he's gonna like live up to his dad's expectations and stuff and when the dad is gone and when like all of that and he, like Berkeley doesn't happen, he really reverts to like the Dylan that we knew before in a way that I think is really natural and would absolutely happen, mm-hmm. you know. But I think often on shows like once a character's like, OK, this character is good now, you know, or this character is going to take this seriously. That's a trajectory that stays. So the fact that they're kind of like letting him revert in a way that like a normal human person would i felt like was a nice touch and i absolutely buy that he's kind of like yeah i thought about college for a while but whatever you know i i just thought it was very on especially point especially since his ghost dad gave him an out yeah his ghost dad said it was fine <laughs> uh yeah you're right the the david the david the dylan we've been seeing lately is definitely like season one yes dylan yeah uh, so yeah, yeah. yep um, In okay. a very purposeful way. That's the. Th- it just yeah. feels very purposeful to me. Yes. At the Walsh house, Brenda apologizes to Brandon for ruining his housing plans. Yeah. And Brandon is, you know, he, you can tell that he's upset with her. and he, But he says he's not. And she's like, you're just pretending not to be mad. But then he sits down and is like, tell me what happened. And she, he's, I don't know, she still, she tells him she was homesick, but she doesn't. I don't know. She doesn't super go into it. No. She doesn't spill her guts like she does later on. Right, um, right. And she says, I guess we're not from Minnesota anymore. Because he was like, remember when we used to say we were from Minnesota? So I guess they both feel like they're now from. Yeah, their allegiance has shifted. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Brandon, it's been one day at college and he's already feeling like he doesn't know where he fits in and yeah. who is he, which I think is a little premature to be, I don't know. He's like, there's a hundred guys on campus that do what I do and I don't even know what I do. So I don't know. Well, I, think I was like, I, it's been one no, day. I get what you're saying, but I think it goes back to the episode title where suddenly like he's a little fish yeah. in this, you know. Where before, I mean, in the last year, he was the the editor of the paper. He was somebody that everyone knew, you know, Donna Martin graduates, like the whole thing. <laughs> he really was like the, the rock star of that campus. And so now here to be just like one of, you know, a thousand 19 year old guys who have a fade haircut, <laughs> you know, it's hard for him to deal with. So I get it. I feel like he's kind of lost the ability to not be like prime time. Prime time. Yeah. Um, okay. Next morning, Brenda gets up and Cindy's leaving and she's like, well, I'm leaving. If you want breakfast, get it yourself. <laughs> and then she like yeah. 
tries to talk to her about like I don't agree with this. You need to go to college. You're you were just scared. Take some time. Think about it. You need to go to college. I was kind of surprised that we didn't have any callbacks to the conversation in the car. Remember Grandma Beavis and her uh, famous 1950s Hollywood legs was talking about how like Cindy freaked out the first day of college and Cindy's sister freaked out on college. And like there's a whole big thing about that. I thought Cindy was going to uh, again kind of call back to that. But no, we didn't we didn't touch yeah. on it. Yeah, it happens. It does. What it stays happens. in Minnesota? What? Oh, I messed it up. What happens in Minnesota <laughs> stays in Minnesota. <laughs> uh, at the Peach Pit, Nat is having a rough day. Willie is sick. Yeah. And the other girl working there like burned the coffee, so he's uh, yeah he's running around like a crazy person. Dylan's order is not right. Yeah. Everything on it's wrong, and he's like, "Oh, just move this around." And oh, you like white toast better than wheat toast. Yeah. Every time we see the Peach Pit here, it's it is Peach Pit shenanigans. Yeah. Peach Pit shenanigans. Yep. Okay, so then Brenda walks in, and they have a hello, and they decide uh, no college talk. No college talk. Neither of them want to talk about college. Just flirtiness. Just the flirty flirts. At CU, Steve is still pushing Brandon to go to this fraternity with him and does eventually convince him to go. Yep. Steve then goes to see his counselor, who tells him... Or, no, 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 just kidding. He says that his counselor wants to see him about the math test. He doesn't go see right. him yet. Right. Then David uh, is apparently, Mel messed something up. And so he's having to figure out like money, some yeah. sort of money situation. Something screwy happened with the payments. Yeah. Donna, uh, because of everything that's going on, Donna is now in charge of getting their tape to the radio station. And as soon as she said, I'm putting it, in the glove compartment. I was like, it's gone. They're not, (laughs) this tape is not getting there. (laughs) No, you can't do that. Um, Kelly is a little worried because she tried to call Dylan and he didn't answer. And Donna's like, he's probably sleeping, keeping the bed warm for you. Cut to the peach pit where he is not. He's with Brenda. And oh, things is, are warming up all yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> and Brenda is just like, she's really spilling her guts now. Finally, she's, really getting into like why she left and why it was awful and telling him about, you know, her roommate who was having sex all the time and yes, uh, just all of that. And basically the, the gist of the conversation is no one understands us. (laughs) Yeah. You and me were different and no one's understood. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So they decide, uh, (laughs) it's just, they're very, they're very common archetypes. Yeah. (laughs) That's the only thing. Yeah. Uh, they decide they're each doing nothing that day, so why not do nothing together? And so they, together. Drive, they drive off in his Porsche. Part of me was a little like, oh, this is fun. This is old school. And the other part of me was like, I can't go down this road again. <laughs> why? <laughs> in Andrea's room, Andrea, uh, no, Kelly and Donna brought her a croissant. They brought her multiple croissants. Yeah, a basket. Yeah. And uh, she has a night. She has a big room for a freshman, and old, she has a laser room. printer. Like they gave her a laser printer. I'm very confused about the fact that she's living on campus because I thought her whole point in going was that she had to like inject Grandma Rose with insulin every ten minutes. So I thought very much that she would still be living with Grandma Rose. I was surprised. Like if yeah. you, whatever you know. Okay. Whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't know why she gets her own printer in her room. So then they're yeah. talking and this guy on a bicycle rolls by yeah. and wants a All croissant. All spandex. He He's sure like, does. can I buy a croissant? And I was like, what a weird thing to ask. That's a strange, that's a strange opening line. Yeah. But she does give him one and he's, uh, we find out he's the RA. Uh, and he's definitely making eyes at Andrea. Yes. yes a possible eyes. Andrea romance. Yeah. Possibly. And I, you know what? I want her to have a romance. I want her to have a romance too. And luckily he's somewhat of an authority figure. So that should be great. (laughs) That should work out fine. Well, Donna and Kelly also see what's going on and share a look at each other. Uh Uh Uh-huh. Back at the peach pit, Nat is finding out that the cream is sour and that's why the coffee's tasting so (laughs) Tasting so bad. Andrea then comes in and we find out what her assignment is. It's to review the peach pit. Oh. So she tries to order 
like actual things off the menu like the lobster bisque i think is one of the things she tries to order and now it's like no 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 don't don't order that and things are crazy like the grill is catching on fire right so uh yeah so she's not seeing the good things that she needs what we're learning with the peach pit is that you need teamwork to make the dream work that's what it comes down to with the peach pit yeah so there ain't no teamwork that day no the branded shirt's nailed to the dang wall so (laughs) he can't come back no he can't at california university donna got a ticket on her car because she parked in a teacher's parking spot yep the car is extremely hot and guess what's in the glove compartment nick what is it what was it it's their tape she needed to take to the radio station it's all melted Darn it. David is so mean to her. He's furious. I yeah. wanted to punch him in his freaking face. Very mean. He's like, yeah. how could you be so stupid? So stupid. He's so mean to her. When she, they were all there, when she said, I'm putting this in the glove box. Yes. Yeah. Either of them could have said, hey, it's Don't kind do of that. hot. Don't do, Don't that. do that. I'm a little, because these were CDs, right? It was, a C, it was a bundle of CDs. Is that what it was? I couldn't tell. I guess I thought. It almost looked like film, but it wouldn't have been film. I that wouldn't think so. Sense. No, but I guess it could have been like one of those old, like real kind of tapes, you know? Like a cassette. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like a very Which I guess cassette. maybe makes a little bit more sense. It, I couldn't tell if it was a bundle of CDs or if it was one of those, like almost like eight track looking. It wasn't an eight track, but those kind of old radio tapes that have that vibe. I guess that's probably what it was. Yeah. And if that's the case, you don't want to leave that in the glove box. No. Vinyl records also not great in the glove box. But uh, lobster, lobster the, bisque also not great in the glove box. I don't recommend any yeah. of those things. So then David has this whole thing about like, <laughs> whose fault is it? Is it Bill Clinton's? Let's blame him. Everyone else does. <laughs> 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 Which I thought was funny. Yeah. Uh, and then Donna's like, maybe you aren't as professional as you think you are if you don't have a double of this. And she, I'll tell you, I'll tell you away. what's interesting about that Bill Clinton joke to parallel uh, what what we're learning today. Bill Clinton defeating uh, George Bush Sr. was one of the very few times that an incumbent has lost after after one term. Hmm, so it few. was a it was a huge huge upset at that time. Yeah. So you know, it's a it's an extra funny joke. Extra funny. I like my jokes extra funny. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know. You always say that. <laughs> at the at the dock, I don't know. They're just at a dock. Yeah, at Dil- a dock. Dylan and Brenda. A sexy dock. A, a sexy, sexy dock. dock, sure. Uh, they're talking about Paris and the things they liked about Paris. And yeah. Dylan's, like, doing that thing guys do where they, like, pull up their shirt, kind of, and, like, rub wait, their belly. Wait, wait what? <laughs> you know. What? That thing that, that thing guys hot do guys they- do. They you know, their like how up their belly. Yes, like how like models, like guy models in in magazines, they'll like have their hand like up their shirt so you can okay. see their abs. You know what I'm talking Maybe. about? I I he guess. He was doing yeah. that thing. Have you ever have you ever been out with a guy who lifted his shirt and rubbed his stomach? I I don't know. Okay, no. I just wonder if it was a more than one date kind of situation, or if that I if that would have been a, a particular. Okay particular All right. instance now Ken, kendra is i just the know fifth, that Ma, i just know that guys on magazines that's what they you've never seen okay. a guy do that where right. they like pull up their shirt i know what you mean okay. yeah well he was doing that the thing that guys do yeah the thing that guys do uh and sure. so then he's talking about his kelly problems and how europe was kind of a disaster for them um and then they Look. talk about they both tried to find balzac's house uh, Which do you remember that? I remember do that remember from the Paris that. Episode? Yes, that yeah. it took them forever to find it. A long time. And the guy next to them catches a fish, so they decide, let's go fishing. Sexy fish. Let's do some sexy let's fishing. Go sexy I got to tell you, I've got to tell you, the whole tenor of this hangout is inappropriate. Oh yeah. I think. Oh yeah. I mean, just right from the start, you can't you can't just be like, "What? We're just friends." No, yeah. I don't think so. Yep. I don't think so. It is flirty from the get go. This is your this is your very serious like first love ex girlfriend. You can't just not tell your girlfriend that you're gonna go spend a sexy day on a sexy dock, <laughs> sexy fishing with your with your serious ex girlfriend. Come on. Yep. Yep. Jeez. It's Brigitte all over again, I'm I know. telling you. I know. At the radio station, they're having this stupid argument in front of the station manager about yeah. cheese, and you wouldn't put cheese in a 
glove compartment and because cheese has a label that says don't let it stay in the heat don't put cheese in the glove box it was it was so stupid but the the station manager is like i like you too (laughs) the banter he likes the banter yeah you what are you gonna do? You can't fake banter. You can't fake no, chemistry. No, you either you either got it or you don't. Uh, elsewhere at California University, Andre Andrea wrote a scathing review of the Peach sure. Pit. Yeah. Scathing. Uh, and she's letting Brandon read it, and he's like, "Wow." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is uh, this is not great. Um, and he, uh. He questions like she's like it's about integrity and he and he's like well what about your integrity yeah like did you know the, you love the peach pit yeah How I mean you do I this think to Nat that's kind of a that's kind of a I don't know it's sort of a faux argument because I think if you have integrity you would have enough integrity to know that like writing about one bad experience when you've had thousands and thousands of good experiences is not integrity yeah it, it, it <laughs> What is that word? Integrity. Well, when you, no, it's not. Is not when you do something with integrity. What is that word? <laughs> I wish I could help you. I don't know. All right. Well, it doesn't demonstrate integrity when you when you make the one bad experience the thing you talk about. Yes. <laughs> He's trying to look up the word. I'm trying to figure it out. Okay. Well, while you're figuring that out, the next scene is at the Keg Fraternity House. Uh, the guy. The frat guy giving this presentation, it's it looks very clean cut, very above yeah. board. Um, they really, they care about you and your life and the environment and all this stuff. Um, so, and Steve's like, don't believe a word of this. This isn't how this fraternity really is. Uh, so then they're talking to him and he's like, oh, Steve, I've heard of you. You're good at sports. And they say that they have hockey and that you know, makes Brandon very interested because, as we know, he's a hockey star. Then he talks about uh, when we go inside, pay attention to the bins that are under the stairs. You'll be using them a lot. Mm-hmm. And Steve thinks they're kegs, but they're recycling bins. Right. Because they recycle. Right. All their beer bottles, I would assume. Um, and he's like, when did this frat become so politically correct so then steve has to leave to go talk to his counselor but on the way out he sees a couple making out on a pool table and uh he's all he's for like it. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was steamy maybe not maybe not sexy doc steamy but it was uh yeah. it was more like brenda's bed steamy you know yeah. what i mean yes not quite but yes close so back at the dock they're trying to put bait they're trying to get their hook and bait and stuff ready. And then Brenda accidentally gets a hook caught on Dylan's sweatshirt. So she has to like lean around him to get it out. And he's like smelling her hair and (laughs) they're like very close to each other. Uh, And she's like, we can't go down this road again. And I was like, thank you, Brenda. You can't go down this road again. And they decide they're just going to be close friends. Right. Or will very, they? Very close friends. They very really close. emphasize that. We're going to be friends. Close friends. You know, Nick, I think the problem is Dylan. Because Dylan is just ready to be with whoever he will be with in the yes. moment. Yes. The problem, I mean, Brenda brought her own crap to the relationship, but I I don't know. I think Dylan is the X factor yeah. in both of these. What what I think is, is Dylan, I think Brenda and Kelly just really represent two different sides of that character. You know, I think when he wants to be like, I'm the, the smart, broody Dylan, like he is drawn to Brenda. When he wants to be like, let's bum around Europe, Kel, he's drawn to Kelly, yeah. you know, and I think it's just like, that's, I think that is the core issue, but the core issue is Dylan. Yeah. Because you can't have them both, Dylan. Can't have it you both can't. ways. You'll just have to settle for one and many millions of dollars. That's uh, <laughs> that's the, that's a cross you have to bear, Dylan. Uh, at the Condor, Andrea uh, has come to tell Josh that she will not be handing in her story. She's not. She doesn't have the killer instinct that she needs for the paper. And he's like, "Look, I know who you are. I've like 
I know what you did at the blaze. We want you on this paper. And she's still like, no, I don't think so. And he's like, you can't be a journalism major and not be on the paper. It just like, you might as well not be a journalism major. And she says, there's always pre-med. Hmm. So, Maybe setting up something else here, yeah, do you think? Perhaps. You think we're going to go down a pre-med path? Perhaps. Mm. Something she's expressed no interest in. Maybe that's why Maybe that's why we saw her uh, injecting an orange. You know, maybe that was yeah. the start of that. Maybe. Uh, Steve is meeting with his counselor, and the counselor says he did so well on the math yeah. placement test that they yeah. want to put him in advanced astrophysics of course they do which i yeah. wrote in all caps because it made me laugh so hard <laughs> advanced astrophysics which again makes no sense because if you're doing a placement that could there's no placement test that could either say you have to take like basic math 101 or the most advanced math possible you know what i mean it's like well and again they would look at his high school transcripts they and would see that no, he should not be in an yeah, advanced astrophysics exactly, program. Exactly. Yeah. But Steve spins this to his advantage and is like, you know, uh, as a as a genius, you really need to develop the whole person. So <laughs> I would like to take some film classes. And yeah. he's just like getting all these electives in because he right. doesn't need to take all these other math classes. Yeah. Yeah. I I liked that he that he was that he had the courage to dream big and I like that he pulled it off. <laughs> He's got guts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we have a quick little scene where, but an important one where Richmond comes or Josh comes to find Brandon and he's like, I don't want to be on the paper. And he's like, no, no, no. I want you to run for student Senate. Ah. because of What you did with your March on the school. Donna board. Martin graduates. I'm pumping my fist. Which, which again, I think one could argue that it was really more to Andrea's credit that you know what I mean that all that all that went down. Yeah. You know, I was Gil thinking was like, the same cool, thing. Cool, cool. But Brandon, why don't you be the one who stand up front? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's Silly. exactly what I was thinking. Silly. At the dock, uh, they still haven't caught any fish. Sorry, the sexy dock yes, or a different the sexy, one? No, the sexy, sexy dock. Um, sexy dock. Sexy and. Dock. Uh, Dylan makes a joke about what do you call the dumbest fish in school? Dare. Yeah. yeah. It's not funny. Not Brenda really. Brenda finally reels one in. It's very small. They offer it to the man who earlier caught a fish and he's like, no, throw it back. It needs more time in the ocean, which is a metaphor for Wait a themselves. They need more time in the ocean, Kendra. They need it. So they throw it back. At the beach yes, house. If, if anything you could say about Dylan and Brenda is that they've not had the freedom to explore their own personalities. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem yeah. right there. Yep. At the beach house, Kelly uh, called Dylan, but there, again, was no answer because he's sure. not home. Uh, right. And Donna and David are very excited that they convinced the station manager he loved their, their chemistry. He gave them the 2 to 6 a.m. slot. Yeah. Which so we hours. when will they sleep? I don't know. Who knows? It's college. I watched Star Trek Voyager every night with the guys on my floor from 12 a.m. to 1 a.m. And I went to a seven o'clock class and I was fresh as a daisy. I every used morning. to stay up till 4 a.m. all the time. Oh, yeah. My definitely. freshman year. Definitely. And then my junior year, I was like nine o'clock. I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how it, that's how it happened. So I don't have any doubts <laughs> that they could pull this off. That's that's a job for the young. Once I burnt my hand so bad making ramen uh, that I had to go to the nurse. Really? But I was fine. And you know what? I enjoyed the ramen. Did you? So, how did you burn it? Steam. I was, it was, I was using really? a little electric kettle. Steam? Yeah, a little electric kettle. And I would like reached over to get a bowl and my hand was just like right there. And it was just like, and now you don't have skin on that part. It was very painful. But again, the ramen was delightful. Did I tell you about the other day when I burned myself? I don't think so, no. I was I'd making, love to hear. I was making spaghetti. Okay. And I pulled the garlic bread out of the oven and put the pan yes. down. And yeah. then I like turned around and I like got some bowls out of the cabinet, turned back around and just grabbed the pan. Oh my gosh. To move it. That's I guess scary. is what my brain was like. I need to That's scoot insane. this back. Yeah. I touched it for like two oh, seconds. Yeah. It was oh, yeah the worst burn I've That's ever serious. had. That's serious. It was just like these two fingers, but 
I had I like ran it immediately under cold water and I couldn't take it out of the water. Oh yeah. It yeah. hurt. I couldn't believe how bad it hurt. <laughs> I had a pretty disaster. And then I had to go to I had to go to choir practice like an hour later. <laughs> so I had to like I like kept it in water for a while and then I like put aloe on it and then I like wrapped it yeah. in like giant band-aids. You and gotta, you gotta take care practice. of yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. It was rough. Okay. So in conclusion, college. Yep. <laughs> Sleep whenever you want. Yeah, exactly. That night, Dylan stops by to see Kelly, tells her that he went fishing with Brenda. So at least, yeah, you know, know. he's telling honesty. her things now. A little honesty. Yeah. Um, and he's decided he's going back to school. He's going to register for classes. And uh, he's he's doing it. And he asks, what's the dumbest fish in school? And Kelly says, you. <laughs> you big lug. And then at the Walsh house... Jim comes in with this whole plan. He's like, yeah. she's going to get a job. She's going to pay rent. Right. Which she should be paying them something, as we've established. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but then they all burst his bubble by saying that Brenda's decided to go to California University and Brandon has decided not to move out. Right. And that's the end of the episode. So it took us two episodes to get back to exactly where we were before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little detour. Back but we track. made it. Yeah. We certainly made it. We certainly made it. Uh, what's your 90210 snap for the episode, Kendra? Um, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like there wasn't really a like snappy kind of moment. No, I would say... I would say if you were going to go for the most soap opera-y moment, it would probably be the fish hook and the, like, we're so close, oh, but yeah, we can't that's true. kiss. That's, that's true. probably my 90210 snap. The moment I had the biggest reaction to was was Steve getting put in advanced the astrophysics. astrophysics. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> so, yeah. Good first day of college episode, I think. Yeah, yeah. We got, we got a little bit of everything. We got... Uh, you know, it was it was pretty predictable with the whole, you know, she melts the thing and Brenda comes back. But at the end, they all decide to go to college. Yeah. But um, I enjoyed watching it. I'm actually a little surprised at the lack of um, like not really doing anything. Nobody. Andre is living on campus. And like that's basically the only person who is like having a dorm experience. And I kind of wonder if maybe they did that because of Melrose Place. Like, even though Melrose Place is not college, I feel like they would have a very similar vibe to have all of them, like, living across the hall from each other. Yeah. But it just seems like kind of a weird move not I mean, to have, like, does, a dorm story. It does make sense for them all, for several of them to be living at home. Yeah. So, I mean, at least it makes sense for the characters <laughs> yeah for Bre yeah brenda brendan brenda dylan but i would say also like it would make more sense for andrea to not be on campus so i guess good that they're integrating her in that way um and i guess i mean it looks like steve's gonna be at least steve will be in a frat house and like kelly donna david rooming off campus i don't know i just you know i didn't really think about it the first time through but here i'm like why aren't we doing dorm stories yeah because it's not like at this point there was like you know felicity uh was years away at this point so it's not like there was a lot of other contemporary things that were like college dorm set so i'm just kind of surprised they didn't go that route but yeah maybe you know. they just didn't want to lose like i don't know I, maybe they just yeah. wanted to spread everybody out and have more settings well you know they still in a, wanted to have the walsh house and yeah dylan's house in a modern day uh, teen show parallel my wife and i have been watching runaways uh, which is like Hulu. Oh. It's, on, it's on Disney Plus now. But the first season, they all have their own separate thing going on. In the second season, they all basically like live together and are having the same experiences. And the show is dead boring. So maybe <laughs> maybe it was wise of them to avoid that because yeah. you, you're right. We still have all these alternate places where stories can take place and like weave in and out of. So yeah, maybe that is a better choice. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying. I'm thinking now of like Gilmore Girls when she goes to college. Everyone is there but she also does go home yeah you have stars hollow, hollow and everything yeah so. the grandparents house sure yeah yeah well i mean my verdict is that i like it i'm, I'm pumped about the college years Me i've too. been excited for these to come so uh i'm looking forward to it i think this episode does a good shot uh, a good job of getting everybody in place and even though some of it is familiar at least we had sort of a journey and a new understanding to kind of bring everything back central 
I think they did it. I'm still not sold on Andrea not going to Yale. I think that's probably the lamest thing. But um, overall, I think this was a good, uh, you know, these these three episodes have functioned well to set up a really new like, era for the show. Yeah, I like, uh, I hope we see more of cute R.A. because I liked him. I liked uh, the Josh. Yes. I liked Josh. Yep. So I hope those those guys come back because well i can tell you kendra they were listed as new recurring characters so do with Uh, that what you will but you're not gonna get a number out of me (laughs) sherlock holmes all All right right. all right i know i ruin stuff for myself with shows all the time where i like who is this person and i look it up and see they were only here for two episodes and i'm like oh crap darn yeah you don't need to know that yeah Kendra, outside of the Radio Meanwhile Network, I host the All the Book Show, the official podcast and radio show of the David A. Howe Public Library. You can find it at soundcloud.com slash all the books or anywhere you get your podcasts. On the Radio Meanwhile Network, I also am the co-host of Comic Book Coffee Break, where each week we talk about the latest uh, things that we're reading in uh, the world of comic books. What about you, Kendra? Where can people find you in the great wide world? I am Miss Musabox 91 online. I also have a website, MissMusicBox.com. And I listen, I can speak to the quality of MissMusicBox.com because I have a sick 9021 Here We Go journal you do. that is one one of a kind, handcrafted by my dear friend Kendra Mickles. So check her out. Yes. And um, I'm also the co-host of the podcast 90s Music Got Me Like with my husband, Eric Mickles. And <laughs> we each week we talk about a new 90s song. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, our latest song will have been Inside Out by Eve Six. And then we just got the results of our latest poll by the listeners. Uh, the listeners have chosen I Want It That Way by Backstreet yes. Boys. <laughs> nice. nice. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. I got to say, those polls are active. They are. You they get are. a lot of responses every, every on those polls. That's exciting. More, That's fun. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah, That's so cool. if you want to vote in our next poll, you can find us on Twitter at 90s Music Got Me. So head on over there. All right. Well, with that, I bid you in 902 and here we go. 